0: Those boys, come on, boys! Boom! The boys are back, and uh, K State is a member of a 16-team conference. At least that's what the number is uh, right now. So we will talk about that. We're going to talk about uh, everything—the uh, latest additions. Now having five schools kind of in the Rocky Mountains, uh, and what that means for. K State uh, in the present and in the future, more maybe not K State specifically, but for the Big Twelve as a whole. Um, and, and we're going to end with uh, you know some some talk from around the first week of training camp that I've been able to procure for all of you. Before we get into this episode of Bosco's Boys, remember we are sponsored by Manhattan Brewing Company. Guys, football season is, what, three weeks away at this point? Um, I can't wait. <laughs> I am over the moon. And with football season, means making sure that you have a four-pack of townie wheat on you at all times. Now, there's a couple ways you can go about getting it. Make sure to, A, go to your local liquor store. If they don't have townie wheat, B polite, but ask, hey, I, I would like it if you guys could carry this, because now they're distributing all across the state of Kansas. Uh, the next time you go to Manhattan, make sure you stop by the tap, uh, tap room and get, you know, what, a, a full truckload, buy them out of their town, you wait no, don't do that, but make sure you get some four packs and crowlers to go, and then get a couple pints right from the source, because just like last year, the official tailgate beer of the fall is towny wheat. Every great summer evening starts with an ice cold pint from Manhattan Brewing Company while every great tailgate starts with a six pack or four pack, excuse me, from Manhattan Brewing Company. Heck, get a four pack and then get two crowlers to go. That's what that's what you should bring to every tailgate. Bring a couple four packs, bring a couple crowlers and say, "Hey, here's the Manhattan Brewing Company mixed six pack. Make it your own." Uh, and you're going to be the most popular guy at the tailgate. (laughs) All right, well, um, the Pac-12 is down to four teams. The Big 12 has 16, and the Big 10 has 18. Uh, Oregon and Washington not coming to the Big 12, but they are going to the Big 10. Arizona, Arizona State and Utah join Colorado and BYU, the Rocky Mountain takeover of the conference, uh, in the Big 12 Joining the eight legacy members, and plus we still have one final year with Oklahoma and Texas left. Uh, first, let me just kind of—I'm I- going to make this—I'm going to make this shorter because we've done this before. You guys have heard my rant on this again. Um, it- it's never been more obvious how big a hypocrites that the national sports talk media uh, are. The tastemakers, everyone who covers college football, it's never been more obvious that they have a disdain and a hatred for middle America and the Big 12. Um, Because again, all week it was, or not all week, all weekend it was eulogies and waxing poetically about the Pac 12, uh, how this is horrible for the sport of college football, horrible for college athletics uh, across the board, all this type of stuff. When we didn't hear a single word about it when it was the Big 12 who was getting raided time and time again. Um, never once heard that, um, but we knew it. We, we, we know that the national media does not give a shit about you know schools in Kansas, Iowa, Oklahoma, uh, unless they're the biggest of the big brands. Um, and, and it was proven once again. Um, hyperbole, and gnashing of teeth, and crying, I mean, every single sports podcast that you listen to over the weekend, and as this was happening, was all about, oh, the humanity can't believe that the Conference of Champions is dead, all this type of stuff, it was obnoxious, it was disgusting, and it just proved what we all knew uh that they're all hypocrites and they I mean they were celebrating the death of the Big Twelve just two years ago. Um I I I I am so glad and, and I, I can't wait for the pack to be dead so we don't have to hear about. It. Now I, I feel bad for Oregon State and Washington State. Um you know they don't have a ton of faith like it. Very easily could have been K State. K State very well could have been in that exact same situation. Um, luckily, we're not. Luckily, we survived. Um, and I feel bad for them. It, it, it sucks. I, I'm not. I'm not celebrating that my exact peer in Oregon who cheers for Oregon State is going to go from a lifetime of playing in the Pac-10, Pac-12 to the Mountain West. I'm not happy about it, but I am damn happy it was them and not us. I am happy that the value and the brand and everything that goes with the Big 12 is being valued by the folks who are making the decisions more more than the the Pac-12 was. I am so pumped about that. I, I am very happy that K State does get to play, you know, with three of their longtime traditional rivals. A former Big Eight team is coming back, and we we get some new teams to play as well. I, I am happy about it. I'm happy about that perception. Um, and and, and and I feel I feel amazing getting to give the double bird to Andy Staples, to Pac-12 Stew, to Heather Denich, to the Solid Verbal, to all of these different outlets who are so outwardly cheering the demise of the Big 12. Uh, And and, and we we get to keep going on. I'm pumped about it. Now, all that being said... uh, I don't know if adding Arizona and Utah uh, was the was the best move for a conference that for the first time maybe ever was truly seeing across the board in conference unity. Uh, Arizona's leadership all acting like fucking clowns. Sorry, Mom, for the F word. Um, but acting like clowns, talking about how, yeah, we're going to send our deputy ADs to to Morgantown, West Virginia and their university president talking about how badly he wished he wasn't going to have to be in the Big 12 and all this type of stuff. I They, they, they should be thanking their lucky stars that they're not joining Oregon State and Washington State in the Mountain West. Um, so that's not great. Um, <laughs> the Utah fans, not great. Um, it is adding back some um, spice. It is adding back... Uh, quite frankly, uh, some more assholes to the conference. But hey, you know, it, it is what it is. 16 has always seemed like the magic number. Uh, but now we're seeing the Big Ten completely blow through it. Um, I, I don't I don't know what's going to happen next. I think Brett Yormark desperately wants to have a 20-team basketball conference as well. Um, I'm well on the record saying I don't want that. I don't want it. I don't want it. I don't think it's going to matter. Um, I don't know if it's going to happen before next season, but but it's coming. I think uh, I think you're going to see Gonzaga, and I, I I if 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 the Big East teams want to come along, I think you're going to see UConn, maybe Villanova, uh, maybe Creighton, all in the Big Twelve as basketball playing only members. Uh, which is going to suck. I don't want that. I, I don't want. I want to con, c- continue to play. Uh, you know, KU, Iowa State, Oklahoma State twice a season, and that's all going to go away once you get a twenty-team conference uh, for basketball. I'm not going to worry about that for the time being. Um, it will be interesting to see how we go about uh, scheduling uh, for the sixteen-team Big Twelve. Um, Arizona State's ad, which again, I would not trust a single thing that comes out of Arizona State. He was saying that he's pushing for divisions. I would melt down, I'd melt down harder about the big 12 going back to divisions than I would have melted down about just about anything. Um, I want to see a 366 plan, whether it's pods or whether it is protected rivals. Um that's the best way to continue to play uh members in your 16 team conference as often as possible. Uh that that's what I want to see. I want to see us go up to 20 games in basketball so you get to play more of these teams more often. Uh but we're going to see. I mean again, it, it brings a whole new dynamic to uh you know the, the next what? 10 months because we're we're probably not going to see a football schedule until the spring, just like this past year, um, but, but it's wild, it it is wild, the dynamic of college athletics has changed once again, um, shout out to KSU underscore fan Jimmy Goheen, because he's pointed out that, like, yes, while this seems crazy, this seems like a massive, uh, change, and it is, this is a very big change, um, ...in college athletics, but this is nothing that is unprecedented. This is nothing that has, like, oh, this is the first time... No, we've seen the Southwest Conference die. We've seen the WAC Football Conference die. We've seen the Big East die. We've seen the Metro Athletic Conference die. You know, this is is nothing that hasn't been seen before. And my guess is we're probably going to see it again. So while I understand, and when it happened, when every time it's happened in the Big 12, I've, I've sat back and been like, well, this is the end. It's not the end. As long as Kansas State University, as long as Kansas State University has students that are playing college football, and I can buy tickets and I can watch it on TV. I'm still going to be a massive fan. Um, and again, it's going to be weird. I, I have the 2002 Holiday Bowl playing on my TV right now. And it's going to be weird playing Arizona State in a conference game. It, it is going to be weird. It is going to take time uh, to get used to it. But again, just as... You know, the Big 8 took in a bunch of strays from the Southwest Conference. We, we took in the best of the best from the American. We brought in the best of the best from the Rocky Mountain region. We're, we're going to get used to it, and, and it is still going to be fun. And, and I think in the landscape of college football... I think in the landscape of college football, it's going to be one of the most competitive. And I think it is going to be one of the most entertaining conferences to watch football in, uh, top to bottom, across the the entire landscape of the sport. You know, you're in a situation where, what Colorado, West Virginia, and Arizona and Arizona State, like these are your four worst teams. You know, Cincinnati is going to be one of the worst teams this year. They were in the college football playoff a few years ago. West Virginia, one of your worst teams. And, you know, they, they love to talk about how many wins they have in their history. Granted, almost all all of them, not all of them, 41% of them are versus FCS and Division II schools. But they have some history. You know, top to bottom, this is going to be one of the most competitive Leagues in the world. Every single athletic department has the capability of being a contender if they make the right hire. Uh, and it's and it's going to be an absolute battle. It's going to be a super fun schedule every single year. Every single year you're going to have nine super fun conference games. And props to the university presence. Prep, props to... Brett Yormark, for getting it done. Because they very well could, the the four schools we're taking from the pack, very well could have stood strong, added Tulane, SMU, San Diego State, and Rice, or Boise State, or Fresno, or some, someone, and stayed together as a league. But for the first time ever, the Big 12 were the aggressors, <laughs> and we killed off the Pac 12. You know, and again, you hear it on 6'10, you hear it on 8'10, you hear it nationally. This isn't the end of college football as we know it. This is not the end of college sports as we know it. No matter how much they want to freak out, you know, it's not. It is not the end. The Big 12 survived and no one thought it was going to happen. And that's what's changed. The only thing that has changed when it comes to college sports is it was the Big 12 who lived and the Pac-12 who died. That's the only thing that has changed in the last year and a half. No matter what they try to tell you. So I'm pumped. Again, I, I think Arizona State's leadership um. They don't want to be here. I, I wish we wouldn't have added them, um, but they're here. Um, they're going to be a problem. Utah, their leadership, their fans, they're going to be problems. Um, but you know what? Now now you got some villains. Um, in the case of Arizona State, you'd like your villains to actually be good at something. Uh, Utah, I, th- I mean, I think their football team is going to be pretty damn good. Um, despite what some people are saying on, on Twitter, Uh, Because I I had the take of, hey, you know, adding Colorado, Arizona State, and Utah, that actually waters down the Big 12 when it comes to basketball, which it does. Um, Some some folks in those regions didn't like that, but hey, it is what it is. Um, Yeah, it is what it is. Uh, Moving forward, how this is going to impact K-State specifically, I mean, first and foremost... Uh, Utah is going to be a legitimate player uh, to be a power uh, in, in the uh, new Big Twelve, Big Sixteen, whatever it's being called. Uh, they're they're definitely going to be a contender right there with K State, with TCU, with Oklahoma State, possibly UCF. Um, so the, the, they're they're going to be one of the uh, power brokers in the new Big Twelve when it comes to football. That that is going to be a thing. Uh, Arizona, another storied uh, basketball program that's going to contend for the top of the big 12 um but more immediately arizona is on k-state football's schedule for a non-con the next two seasons now and then colorado after that in four seasons um i'm going to when i chat with gene taylor next i'm gonna i'm gonna ask him what is the Status: Are we working to replace those games? Are we going to try to play those games as non-conference games despite sharing the same conference so it just wouldn't count towards the conference standings? Um, What about Washington State? Are we keeping that game on the schedule now that the value of that game, the perception of that game is falling? A lot of things to ask Gene Taylor about uh, the next time we have him on. When it comes to the future of Casey's football schedule, ultimately I want to play both the games. I, I want to play Arizona, uh, as a non-conference game. Just say, Hey, look, Brett, your mark, uh, keep, keep Arizona off our schedule for 24, 25. Keep, uh, Colorado off our schedule, uh, 26, 27. Uh, and just let us play those teams, uh, you know, as non-conference games. um, I think that would be good. I, I really hope that's the case with Arizona, because I would like uh, I would like to play them. I'd love to play them. That would really kick things off in the conference if you got to play Arizona all four years of the first, uh, you know, in the Big Twelve. And it would be same with Colorado in that scenario as well. So we'll see what happens. Um, that's going to be some of the most immediate impacts on K State. Um, yeah, and, and again, everything we thought we knew about scheduling going forward has completely gone out the window. So that is, I mean, that, that is the wild thing about everything. You know, going for a decade with round robin in football, a decade for double round robin in basketball, knowing exactly what your opponents were and where you were going to play them, um, to now having absolutely no clue at all no clue at all you know again and i i just want to punch arizona state's ad and president in the throat um but there's going to be pushes to go back to divisions there's going to be different jockeying for whether it be pods or protected rivalries and who's going to be playing who You know, it, it, it is it is bringing a whole new dynamic to the Big 12, and it is going to take a lot of getting used to. A lot of getting used to. The other thing uh, that I, I think a big dynamic that's going to change for college football at least, and we don't talk much about it. You guys know my opinion on the playoff. And, and again, that I'm sure, I sure hope that case it has a, hell, goes undefeated this year and I, I get to eat all my words, kind of dogging on the playoff. Uh, but the idea of six automatic qualifiers for the top, or the automatic qualifiers for the top six conference champions—that's going to go out the door after twenty twenty-five. Um, the, the whole idea of the twelve-team playoff and what you think it's going to be—that that is gone. That is gone and dusted. Um, I think there's a very real chance it might go to just. Twelve at large, the top twelve teams, because um, that's that's what the Big Ten wants, that's what the SEC wants, and that that's what, that's what a lot of uh, you know people in the uh, blue check, the TV folks, that's what a lot of them want. So the idea of oh hey you know uh, every year if you win the Big Twelve you're going to the playoff. I don't think that's going to be the case after twenty twenty five. But, but that's going to bring a lot of jockeying, a lot of negotiation, a lot of back and forth in the sport over the next uh, 18 months as well. So that's going to be something along with the scheduling format for uh, Big 12 football and basketball and the football nine conference as well. Again, so many things about uh, the sport going to change in the next 18 months. But again, as I said at the top of the show, especially college football, Things have never been stable. The conferences have been coming and going. expansions been coming and going. The postseason and how you determine national champions has changed a million times. Uh, you know, heck, it's changed like six times just in my lifetime. And I'm just turning 32 uh, in December. Um, so the only thing that has ever been constant about college football has been evolving and changing the entire time. Uh, But, you know, when it it comes to K-State specifically, I'm I'm guessing we're going to find some answers, uh, especially with the Arizona football series, the non-conference series. I'm guessing we hear some news about that within the first, or not within the first, but within the next two months or so. So stay tuned, and again, we're going to be working on getting Gene Taylor on the show here soon, and we will ask those questions to him specifically. Let's move into K-State training camp, getting ready for the season. Uh, We've seen uh, on social media, we've heard a handful of uh, nuggets coming out of the first few practices. I'm going to share what I've been hearing, um, and this is stuff that I've been told. Uh, As always, if you want the most up-to-date stuff, if you want all the inside information, K-State has so many places you can go. K-State Online, emo Online, GoPowerCat, Robin Robinette is doing a lot of great stuff with the Kansas City Star as well. This is just stuff that I've been told from folks at K-State. Um, I'm sure that they have even more stuff than I do, but this is what I'm hearing. Uh, I Folks, I, I think DJ Giddens is going to have an absolute monster year. I know there's been so much talk and excitement about Treshawn Ward coming in from Florida State. And I think that that's kind of like a popular pick because uh, of that highlight ability. Because he's also new. Kind of like, all right, hey, he he has some similar skill sets to Deuce Vaughn. I'm here to say that I, I think that there's a very real chance that we're all underselling the type of season that DJ Giddens is about to have, I think that this kid could be a 1,200 yards from scrimmage type of guy, um, and I think I think Trayshon Ward can. I mean, I've said it, I I've said it a few times that I, I thought that both these guys are going to combine for over 1,800 yards uh, from scrimmage. But everything I'm hearing out of Manhattan points towards DJ Giddens having an absolute monster year. Uh, hearing great things about Kobe Savage coming back from his knee injury, hearing great things about Taylor Portier coming back from his second straight season being cut short with an ACL, now both of his knees taken care of. Again, there was a lot of chatter coming into the season last year that Taylor Portier was going to be the best offensive lineman on K-State, and that's a line that included future first-team All-American, Cooper Beebe, future Big 12 Offensive Lineman of the Year, Cooper Beebe, and now he has a chance to go back-to-back back with both those honors before becoming a first-round draft pick. I think that, again, and, and it's sad that you have to say this, it's all about him staying healthy, I think we could be seeing a massive year, that year we've all been waiting for from Taylor Portier. When it comes to the quarterbacks, everything you hear hear about Will Howard is he's taking on that vocal leadership role. He's taking on that that leader role that you want your QB1 to be, and I think it's going to be a special year for him. I'm hearing when the depth chart comes out, Jake Rubley is going to be listed as that number two quarterback, but folks... Everything you're hearing about Avery Johnson, it started in spring ball. You're hearing it after the first handful of practices in the fall that Avery Johnson is as good as advertised. I think that we could be seeing another all time great K State quarterback waiting in the wings. And you got to think that Coach Kleiman and Coach Klein, with as creative as they got on offense last year, you got to think that they're going to find a way to get this young true freshman on the field for four games and not necessarily just in mop-up duty. I think that we could be seeing in certain games that they think it'll help them out some Avery Johnson packages because the kid is electric. Running, throwing, he's the real deal. Everything you hear about him is the real deal. And then the final thing that... Uh, I probably have not given enough uh, credence to, I haven't given enough thought to, but it's that wide receiver number three role on this team. Now I think we all, or at least I'm going to speak for myself, I've been expecting this entire time that it was going to be R.J. Garcia, that R.J. Garcia was going to be that number three wide receiver. You have Keegan Johnson coming in, who's probably going to be your number one. Phillip Brooks coming in for his final year of eligibility. And I've just had R.J. Garcia penciled in to that spot. Sounds like I have not been giving nearly enough credit or credence or uh, had enough of a conversation about Jaden Jackson, who was the Ole Miss transfer Last season, he played, what, maybe two games, maybe three games. Um, sounds like he had a great summer, uh, and he had a very great week of practice. So we could be seeing him step into that role and be that number three wide receiver. We'll see what happens. I think that might be one of the better uh, starting position battles coming in. In and out of fall camp. Getting ready for the season. Coming through the non-con. But hopefully both him and Garcia play well enough. That we see a little bit more rotation at the wide receiver spot. Uh, I mean, because I think K-State was probably the only team in the Big 12 that rotated their offensive linemen. As much voluntarily as they did with the wide receivers. We'll see. It'll be something to keep an eye out over the next few weeks. Something to really keep your eyes peeled when it comes to reading all the great stuff coming out from all the great K-State journalists. It's something that I'll be asking about throughout the entire, uh, what, month of August before we get into uh, the season. Um, Tuesday, I believe Tuesday, Chris Kleinman will have press availability. So be looking at ESPN Plus, I believe, at 1230 Uh, If not, um, it'll be on YouTube, I believe, later on that day. I'm sure most of the press stuff makes it on there as well. So, I mean, stay tuned. I mean, I I think conference realignment stuff is going to slow down uh, now that we're getting close to the season. Uh, We know Brett Yormark's (laughs) wanting to add some basketball-only teams, so that might be the next domino to drop. Uh, what's happening in the ACC we didn't even talk about the ACC much but I think that they are now on the clock I don't think they're going to expand I think they're going to try their best to try to keep the ship together but ultimately I think that the uh, Big Ten and SEC are circling like vultures now looking at the ACC and we'll see what the Big 12 does when that happens here in the next uh, 10 years but hey Florida State's trying to get private money to leave early. Who knows what's going to go on out there? If it's going to affect the Big 12, it's, if it's going to affect K-State, we'll talk about it. Um, but otherwise, I mean, folks, uh, we're in Blitz Month. We're going to have both the boys from the Aggieville Alley Cats on. We're going to have a live show that we're recording on Tuesday this week. So keep your eye out on Twitter, 7 p.m. The Zoom link will go out on Tuesday. We'll be doing the live show, uh, and we'll probably have one more Blitz Month episode with a guest to be determined, Um, unless something crazy comes out of Chris Kleinman's press conference. um, We'll 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 uh, we'll we'll be doing three Blitz Month shows, preview shows this week. Um, Drum Tang and the basketball team going to Israel here in a few days. They had some availability, I think. uh, Go, Power Cat! On their YouTube page has Coach Tang uh, and some of the players, their press availability before they go over to Israel. Currently only one game scheduled over there. I think they can play up to three. I think they're trying to find two more games. Um, Ironically enough, the Arizona Wildcats will be over at Israel at the same time. Maybe they're going to have to play each other. I don't know what's going to go on over there. I know they're trying to get two more games on the schedule. Currently only one. Um, but it'll be fun for them. If anything too big comes out of that trip, we'll have episodes talking basketball as well. Not a super long show, uh, but but we'll have four more coming to you guys this week. Um, let me know your thoughts. What nuggets are you guys hearing? I'm not the only one who has the occasional source. I'm not the only one who occasionally hears something coming out of fall practice. So if you're hearing something, reach out. Let's talk about. It. DM me. Shoot me a tweet. Uh, let, let's talk about it. It's almost here, folks. Uh, I mean, I can almost taste it. I can almost taste that very first college football Saturday, and I can't wait. Thanks for joining me on this Monday. I hope you have a great week for Chauncey, for all the boneheads. We love you guys, and go, cats. Three, four. Hail to the purple. Hail to the wise. White. see, onward forever, hail victory, fight UK State Wildcats for alma mater fights, glory in the combat for the purple and the white, faithful to our colors we will ever be fighting, ever fighting for a wildcat victory. Fight, 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 fight. UK State Wildcats for alma mater. Fight, 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 fight. Glory in the combat for the purple and the white. Faithful to our colors we will ever be. Fighting, ever fighting for a wildcat victory. Go State! One, 2 Ba-da-da-da. i <laughs> Network, network.